It doesn't matter what gender you are. Being an unlikable piece of shit is universal. This is Spoilers. <laughs> this is Spoilers. Nice. A lot of people say, what's that? It's Pat. Remember, sir, accept him or her, for whatever it might be. Hello, and welcome to Spoilers, where we put our pronoun game to the test. I'm your host, Corey, recording out of Simi Valley, California. And let's get some intros growing. Weast to East, who are you? Where are you recording out of? And what's your favorite recurring SNL sketch, if you have one? Or maybe just an SNL sketch that's very memorable to you. Go ahead, Weast to East, Pappy. Yeah, this is Pappy, recording from Louisville, Colorado. Uh, great question, by the way. I've always liked SNL. Uh, big fan of like the best of VHS DVD series. Like we had a ton of those. Um, my favorite growing up, uh, we had the best of Belushi, uh, which I think came out in '95. But there's a sketch called Little Chocolate Donuts, where John Belushi's fat ass like wins a decathlon, and like he's being interviewed afterwards, and it's like a commercial. It's like, how'd you do it? He's like, donuts. Little chocolate donuts. <laughs> the breakfast of champions. Why he's like smoking a cigarette and stuff. Is <laughs> I don't know why it's always stuck out to me, but like I wore like the tape off that VHS. I watched it so much. <laughs> awesome, great answer. Who's next? Weast, weast, Eastest. Excuse me. Brett, I'm Eastest. Uh, uh, I'll just go. Okay. Hey there, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Um, I'll. See, my favorite one recently in the past couple of years is definitely uh, Adam Driver's Career Day, where he plays yeah. a very old oil baron uh, when he comes to Pete Davidson's class. That skit cracks my shit up, so definitely that one. Nice. I'm next. This is Josh from Goshen. Um, you guys started without me. Am I allowed to be here? Uh what are you talking anyway, about? Josh, what are you ahead? talking about? I was restarting my computer and I signed oh, back into oh, Skype. No. And he was giving the spoiler. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> You're recording, right? So you're good. I'm recording. It's all good. So, yeah, this is Josh from Goshen. Someone's just going to have to line up the beginning of that tape. But two, two things that really memorable for me. And one's really quick. It's just a dude. It's some like Olympic weightlifting thing, and his arms come out of his sockets, and blood just starts going everywhere. <laughs> Love that clip. And then there's this commercial where it's about like a cockroach, a cockroach exterminator, yeah. and it doesn't just poison and kill the cockroaches. It like takes all their legs off one by one, <laughs> sears their genitals, and like does something else terrible, and then like sends them back into the colony to be an example or something Jeez. like that. <laughs> That's awesome. I think Brett's next. Uh, Mikey's up. I'm sorry. Mikey's up. Go ahead. Mikey, recording from Goshen, Indiana. Re- a recent one, uh, there's one called like Papyrus with like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, just about a font that drives him crazy. And then there's another like uh, Ryan Gosling one called Santa Baby that I thought was really funny too, where he's like a Quentin Tarantino couple. And he's ruining this Christmas holiday party. It's really funny. <laughs> this is Brett recording out of Fort Wayne. Uh, I guess if we're going 
recent because I was going to say uh, it doesn't have to by be the recent. Lon- Don't feel the pressure. Anything by the Lonely Island or uh, Barry Gibb talk show were like always my favorites. Um, <laughs> I love all things Andy Samberg. There's some really funny new ones. One with Ryan Gosling. It's uh, where they're uh, abducted by aliens. There's like one with him and I think maybe Casey Affleck. I, I don't remember, but there is a couple of them. And they're all pretty funny. Like two people have like mind bending awesome experiences and the other person has like just terrible terrible experiences where you'll have to see it it's pretty funny Kate McKinnon and uh, Cecily Strong and then usually a guest star those are pretty funny don't they keep like anal probing the same person yeah she like she's always like she's got a name for like her uh, two like her butt and her other privates (laughs) she keeps naming them different names like uh, I don't know like I, I don't know. You have to see. It's pretty funny though. But yeah, she gets like probed, and they like smack her around and stuff. And the other two people are having like godlike experiences, and it's pretty funny. Uh, Brett is Ryan Gosling one of your boys? No, I love him though. He's good. Okay. He's, he's a not dude. in the harem, but he's a candidate. <laughs> yeah, he's up there. I love the goose. But what we're here to talk about is the 1994 film. It's Pat the movie. The Pat Riley biopic. <laughs> I think the first thing we should do is maybe set the stage for our listeners that aren't familiar with this SNL character, Pat. Brett, Pat, could you tell us about like the Pat SNL sketches? Like, what's the premise? Like, what is it about for people that don't know anything about it? So Pat is like the ultimate androgynous character she's played uh, Pat is played by a woman uh, Sweeney something Sweeney and Julia. Julia Sweeney and nobody everyone wants is dying to know what kind of sex or gender whatever you want to call it she he she is I can't talk about this anymore I guess it's that time of the month <laughs> oh okay bills <laughs> and uh Pat is just completely oblivious to people not understanding. And she's always saying stuff like in the movie, oh, I need some tam- uh, feminine products. And, and she's like, oh, you never know when my aunt's going to visit. Like, she's just oblivious. <laughs> I crushed my That's pretty much it. Well, I got to point out, Brett talked to, like, referred to her as she that entire time. I said he. And the actress, the actress is a she, but I thought in the marketing for this, Corey, they said, like, you'll finally figure it out. But you don't. <laughs> you know, I don't remember the marketing of this super well. This movie was not a huge deal when it came out. I mean, not by any means. <laughs> no. This movie made sixty grand, which is enough to buy a pretty nice car. And why did it. you? Why did you pick it? Because I, I don't. You hadn't hosted in a really long time. You came off the Schneid, and I was not expecting the "It's Pat" colon the movie curveball. <laughs> I just have wanted to talk about this movie for a long time oh with other gosh. people. And you know what? Most people have not seen this movie, so I haven't been able to. So I'm excited that you guys watched this. All of you joined in, except for Brother Jordan, but he's kind of an exception. But uh, thank you guys for watching and joining on this. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of stuff to talk about, I feel like. Not <laughs> welcome. Josh, it sounds like you didn't enjoy your experience with Pat since you jumped in there. Why don't you kick it off by telling us about the character Pat in this movie 
and we don't have to go through the whole sure. plot beat by beat. So guys, feel free to jump in whenever you want. But like, what do you, what do we learn about Pat off the top? As I remember it, I started life down the road most traveled. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Here we are. Whoops! Oh, oh sorry there, little tight. Oh. Mrs. Riley, congratulations. You are the proud mother of a beautiful seven and a half pound Doctor, baby. Doctor, come quick. There's an emergency on board. Well, can, I'll just read my first two notes here, if that's okay. The second one deals with Pat specifically, but the first one is, wow, this movie is so bad, it slows time. <laughs> like a real time machine. But anyway, Pat. So my second note is, she spits on people. She barges she? in. She's self-absorbed. She's flippant. She even lies in her own diary. She's a pretty horrible. She, he, it is a very horrible person. Um, okay, but I think that's that sums it up. Spitting on people that cracked <laughs> so my gross. shit up. I couldn't. I I don't like this movie. I thought it was pretty bad. Like Pat's a pretty cynical character, but. My God, if when Pat doesn't spit on Chris's face at their engagement <laughs> party, I didn't lose my shit. You know what I always say? We're made for each other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Pat. I kept giggling about it like 20 minutes later, too. I, I chuckled, I think, three three times. I can't remember the third time, but I remember the first two, and they were just like not super funny. I don't know why I chuckled. A mirthless chuckle. <laughs> But I only had one chuckle. Well, one character got chuckles out of me, but we'll get to that person. Okay. Did you guys think it was funny when Pat just like falls down a flight of stairs? (laughs) Yes, because I was hoping he died. (laughs) It's funny hearing you say it. I don't think I laughed during the movie. I crushed my nuts. That's going to hurt. Oh, shoot. There goes my afternoon snack. He's got a real linguine from Ratatouille thing going on, and I don't. What? Like I hate clumsiness, like as a joke. If, if I guess if it's well done, but so Brett, you must hate like Charlie Chaplin then. I don't know any Charlie Chaplin. More like Three Stooges. That's like not my type of humor. Hmm, okay. Or like Chris Farley. <laughs> uh, it's not like I'm not saying I don't like physical humor. Uh, like Chris Farley is really good at that. It's just. Using the clumsiness as a storyline, like in Ratatouille, that, that drove me nuts. Luckily, they kind of went away from that. And this movie, I mean, she only falls like twice, right? Yeah. You guys it keep wasn't saying over she. I'm sorry. Julia Sweeney is a woman. Are we going to have to like settle on a pronoun? <laughs> See, I thought, can we just get to the, I thought Pat was like way more of a boy and Chris way was more a girl. Dude. If I had to guess, Definitely. that would be my guess for sure. What about you, Mikey? Where do you land on the gender? I I would I I mean, towards the end, weren't they like suggesting that Pat was kind of the guy in the relationship? I finally found a yin to go with my yang, or is that yang to go with my yin? I mean, I don't, I don't think know. it matters. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they did, they would double back and make it like the opposite. Yeah. So I don't. I, I don't know. Was like your intention to just waste an hour of everybody's lives today, Corey? (laughs) (laughs) How was this even made? Honestly, it's so it's such a dumb skit. Uh, There was absolutely no malice behind this movie pick. I assure you. So I I I watched a couple of the skits before this. I thought the skits are pretty funny. Like 
it to some extent like there's they got a couple of like laughs out of me it's just like this movie is one joke pretty much for 70 minutes right like there's not a lot of room for it to grow yeah and it's like edited like skit to skit too and like these different scenes so it's like just exhausting going from one (laughs) bad gag to the next like every five minutes so i don't know i thought charles charlie rocket was actually somewhat entertaining me too uh the guy uh, who goes crazy yeah, yeah, the guy from fine. Dumb and Dumber. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the, the villain. The guy from, from SNL Dumber. who said the f word and got fired. <laughs> he did. Yeah, and he killed. He. Uh, I don't want to get too down, but he killed himself in 2005. So. <gasps> oh jeez. What? Rest yeah, in peace, Charlie. Ruined my night. He's the one He's character, like the one that character was cracking my ass up. <laughs> he asked me too. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> Sorry. Rest in peace, Charlie. Why is Brett always bringing that up? God, Debbie Downer over here. Every time someone dies, Brett has to mention it. What? How could he possibly mention every time someone He's dies? He's got a running Google Doc. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'd love to know another time that I did that. I'm picking Wizard of Oz next week. It's like Toto died. Did you guys know that? <laughs> Terrible cancer for Toto. Oh, I guess I did say the dog from Turner and Hooch died, which should not have been a surprise <laughs> since it was made 31 years ago. The dog was nine when the movie was made. I, I want to talk but, about Charles Rocket, Kyle, the neighbor, a little bit more toward the end. So we're going to save some of that, but I do have things to cool. say about it. Um, <laughs> Stevie, Pat has a neighbor, uh, Kathy Griffin, as herself. Yes. How did you feel about their interactions? Is there anything of note to you? I mean, I think it's through Kathy Griffin that we really discover how shitty of a person Pat is. Whenever I lose a job, I like to forget about my problems and help others, say a neighbor in need. Pat, can I help you? Oh, hi, Kathy. Every time I look in your front window, I notice the clock on your VCR is blinking. I could fix that for you in a jiffy. Oh, um, okay, if you want to. Well, I can't do it right now. I have to come back when it's convenient for me. Like... So, I can't stand Kathy Griffin to begin with. Nobody can. it's really hard for me to watch these scenes. But, like, Pat will just, like, barge into her apartment. Yeah. And just pop a squat and sit awkwardly close to her. And then she'll have problems in her life. But And I still say Pat's a he. But it's like, ah, well, fuck that. I'm going to go about my life. (laughs) And it's just... It's hard to watch their interactions because Pat is such a shitty person. Yeah. Like, especially with the whole VCR thing, which I don't know why it was a reoccurring joke. Pat turned me nuts. What did he say? It would be blinking from here to Tuesday. (laughs) As much as we all hate Kathy Griffin, she kind of grounds the movie in some ways. It's like something I can relate to. Oh, I, I know her and... I get what she's doing. Let me give you a piece of advice, Kathy. Hello? Don't ever work in the restaurant business. They just expect you to serve people. I quit. Pat, I'm in a towel. Should I be embarrassed? Right. Look, uh, Pat, we have to have a little chat, okay? All right. Um, you can't just barge in here whenever you want to, okay? I'm trying to get ready for a date, all right? And, and we really barely know each other. I think it's funny when Pat goes to program the VCR... And, you know, and Pat offers to do it. And Kathy says, uh, sure, I guess. And Pat says, well, I can't do it right now. I got to come back when it's convenient for me. Yeah, that was, I mean, it didn't make me laugh, but 
You know, that <laughs> summed her up pretty early on. <laughs> Him. Uh, Pat. Pat. Uh, Pat. They. <laughs> them. Julia Sweeney. Pappy. Uh, Pat meets someone very special and forms mm. a relationship pretty early on in the movie. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so another reoccurring theme in the movie is that Pat has a hard time keeping down a job, probably because he's like an oblivious asshole, uh, probably because I'm sure his androgyny gets in the way, probably because he sneezes on fresh sushi as it's being served. But so that gross. was gross. He wanders into a strip club, and, he, and like it's again, it's the same joke. You think there's going to be some indication one way or another if it's a man or a woman, and he bumps into another equally androgynous, maybe a little bit more feminine pat version named chris and chris is a, a free spirit uh, she seems pretty intelligent she has like an anthropology degree but she just bartends because she likes to hear the PhD. stories <laughs> phd yeah i've been here for 10 years now i've just heard so many incredible stories and met so many fascinating people i wish i could find a job i like that much uh-huh. i'm overqualified for southland gas i'm already looking for something else I guess you could say I'm a restless spirit, a lover, a liver of life. I'm eternally searching for something more. I don't know. I mean, Chris is also pretty shallow, too, which I think is a problem with the movie. All these characters suck. Like, she seems to only care about Pat once he's a famous radio personality, so I wasn't necessarily a big fan of Chris. There was kind of a cool gag in there where they have so much in common. (laughs) but it's really like, I hate evil deeds. The other person's like, yes. Yeah, that's definitely a joke. One of them was, I hate bad, boring movies. I'm like, that's a bold thing to say in a bad, boring movie. (laughs) Screenwriter. Oof. (laughs) Speaking of um, the writer, so you you guys may already know this. So one of the writers, his name was Stephen Hibbert, but a uncredited writer was Quentin Tarantino on this movie. Oh, yeah. So apparently Quentin Tarantino is friends with Julia Sweeney and helped with some rewrites on this, which is pretty interesting in and of itself. And it really makes you wonder like where Tarantino's participation went. I suspect it has to do with more the end of the movie and what unfolds later on. But there's also a fan theory that this movie is connected to Pulp Fiction because there's a couple commonalities. Quentin Tarantino, obviously. Uh, but the other writer, Stephen Hibbert, he played the gimp in Pulp Fiction. He was in the gimp suit. Also, Julia Sweeney was in it as Raquel. And Kathy Griffin. As herself. Very good. And the and the black guy, uh, Phil Lamar. What's his name? Yeah, Phil Lamar. He, Marvin. Mad TV's <laughs> Marvin. Phil Lamar. <laughs> Stevie, why did you exhale so frustratedly when Quentin Tarantino <sighs> was brought up? Because I... D- okay, so for those who don't know... Rewrites are really... Okay. For a person to get credit on a movie, if it's an original idea, they have to write 50% of the script. I mean, 50% of what they write has to end up in the movie. When it comes to an adaptation or comes from a source, which is it's Pat came from SNL, it has to be 33%. I think Quentin had very little involvement in this movie or rewriting of the script. Like I, I know it's fun to say, but I don't think he had a whole lot to do with the script. Sorry, dude. He, it's always going to be him. This. What do you think it actually looked like? Do you think they just brought him in the writing Dialogue. room to kind of brainstorm one Dialogue. day? 
That's the only thing I can really think of. How long do you think he spent on it? I guess is my point. <sighs> Considering, I mean, Pulp Fiction and this are the same year. Uh, a glancing weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a glancing weekend. Yeah, he probably just told Pat to like drool a little bit more here. We need a little bit more. Of <laughs> Spit <that>. harder. <laughs> <laughs> Show the yeah, feet. Yeah, I was going to say, spit on the feet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's hard. So Pat and Chris, who we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, they are made for each other, I guess, as they are both androgynous people. Um, I have heard from some people that they considered Chris to more be a trans woman than an androgynous individual like Pat. I didn't really see that myself, but it's something some people threw out there. Looks quite a bit like David Spade. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, Pappy. Yeah, I, I, I kind of disagree with you about Chris. I don't think, I don't think that I didn't get it. Like she only cared about Pat when she was famous. It's just she couldn't bear to be with someone who couldn't like get a job and hold a job. Like so, once she finally gets he she gets uh, a stable job, then like she can start taking, they can start taking the other person seriously. I, that's, I didn't take it as her being super that bad of a person. I think she's a way better person than Pat. Let's put it that way. For someone that's going to Tibet to free their mind, why does she care if he has a, he, she has a job or not? She's going to Tibet to get over that's Pat. She's leaving. Did you see the electricity when they touched Brett? I mean, I, their love couldn't be denied. I, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think that they're all just kind of shitty people. I, I'm with you that there, there definitely was also that beat of like, Pat doesn't care about fame and fortune. And that's like the little itty bitty character growth that he does that he just wants to, like, he says something to the effect of, I only want one person to see me naked nowadays or, or something <laughs> like that. But I, I don't know. I, I could, Yeah, she doesn't seem to be as bad of a person as Pat, for sure. The timing is just a little shitty. Uh, on her part. Speaking of Pat and fame and fortune, um, Pat, the character seems to feel like they are owed some kind of fame and fortune without having any real talent or anything. <laughs> and and Pat does kind of get there in a way. Mikey, I haven't heard from you for a while. Why don't you tell us about like Pat's first entry into being famous through the TV show? What's the... Weird neighbor guy's name? Kyle. Yeah, Kyle has uh, kind of a master plan because he becomes obsessed with Pat that he wants to find out this person's gender so badly that they're going to try and come up with any scheme possible to do it. So his plan is to like, what, it's like America's Funniest Home Videos or something or a talent star like, search or something. I think something. it's called America's Creepiest People in this yeah. movie. Oh, is it? <laughs> I was like really not paying too much attention to it. Um, but yeah, he's trying all these various ways to like confirm Pat's gender. So he's like, you got any naked pics of you? <laughs> or uh, <laughs> you got your birth certificate? And of course it's like his gender is obscure. Their gender is obscured. He just like trying to get all this in information that he can't find. And they end up making this video and it's really just Pat being a gross weirdo. And then it ends up getting super, I don't know, unpopular. I, I mean, people don't like it, do they? They just find him to be the creepiest. 
yeah, person. Yeah, it's set up like Pat's going to be on like some kind of like maybe a more positive spin on America's funniest videos or whatever, but it's like a more negative spin, America's creepiest people. <laughs> yeah, that host wasn't very nice. <laughs> no. See what I mean? Pretty creepy, huh? Creepy. Well, I think Pat was sort of magnificent. And she even like made fun of the expert who came on. It's like, oh, thank you for that enlightening information. No one mentions that later. Like, Chris, nor Pat, nor, what is it, Kyle, the creepy guy from next door. Like, they all just kind of gloss over that, and Pat never gets mad about it. Totally oblivious. Yeah. No, Pat's pretty stoked about it. Like, <laughs> Pat feels famous at that point. I, I believe Pat answers the phone as TV's Pat speaking. <laughs> the way Pat walks through public and goes, Hi, thanks, who is my favorite part of the entire movie. I'll be Jimmy. Boy, do I have something to tell you. What, Pat? What do you want? I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> can't believe how much we're laughing about this movie <laughs> it's a it's a funny movie no stevie uh pat continues to kind of get more famous i guess in pat's own way by um playing with the ween as you guys <laughs> joked about earlier hey you guys i'm playing with the ween what oh gross oh. i'm playing with the ween uh, why don't you lead us through the ween stuff Okay. First off, someone tell me, is the Ween a real band? Yes. 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 It's it's yes. Ween. The Ween. It's, it's the Ween in this movie. movie. It's Ween. Is Ween good? They they had a flash in the pan popularity. That's why it's kind of outdated. I mean, they had like one kind of big song in 93. I need to speak. Yeah, go ahead. You probably know a lot more. When I I worked at Yogi's Bar and Grill, I'm one of the older millennials here. But when I worked at Yogi's Bar and Grill in college, I was working with Gen Xers, the older cool guys, and they all swore up and down. We like not joking. Ween is the greatest band of all time. They smoked weed in the refrigerator (laughs) and came out and they played Ween, and we had to listen to it all day. Ween is the greatest band of all time, according to some people. Real band. Just need to throw so it out. So how do you feel, Josh? How do you yeah. even spell Ween? W-E-I-N? W-E-E-N. <laughs> Josh, you so seem stupid. real protective of the Ween. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Josh? They have they have like one song that's like my jam, but a lot of it I had a hard time <laughs> listening to. Dude, their name is apparently a mixture of wuss and penis. That's how they came up with their name. And they became like their official names. Wow. Still to this day, some of the people who I respect their musical opinion the most in the whole world thought that Ween was the greatest <laughs> band of all time. I, I've honestly never heard of them, ever. Yeah, that's why I asked if they were real. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just figured it was a director and a producer cosplaying or whatever, just putting themselves in the role. Or I really hope there's something older, like older than Josh and Kylo and Brett right now listening to this podcast losing their oh, minds. Oh, yeah, I guarantee they're going to be ticked off. I yeah. hope. No, this could be the best thing for the pod. I ho- 
you guys learned who we. Here's is. what I That's hope. Great. I hope they just had the toughest day at work. They don't want to go home, and they're stuck in traffic, and someone really just pissed them off, and they're listening to me shit on Ween, or I've never heard of Ween, and it sends them out of control. That's what I hope. Meanwhile, there's riots going on in America. COVID's sweeping the nation. They're going crazy. Finally, an It's Pat podcast. No one would watch this movie except for Ween. Why else would anybody want to watch this movie? It's big in the Ween fan base. Yeah, they're on Spotify. They're on Spotify. They are? Yeah. Yeah. Is Ween still touring? I believe so. They've been a band for like over 30 years. Wow. Are they like the Gen X's Aerosmith? Like they just stay together and tour forever? Definitely not even (laughs) close to like Aerosmith. No, not even close. Aerosmith has like a bunch of hits. The Gen X's. Let me just put this into perspective for you guys. Ween was in this movie. Aerosmith was in Armageddon. Who's the bigger yeah. band? Ween. There's Armageddon. no argument who the bigger band is. Who's the more talented Okay, guys, band? Ween, Ween is playing at the Summer Camp Music Festival uh, Friday, August 21st. Who wants to go? I'm in. Wow, they haven't adjusted their schedule for COVID-19. Don't know how much I trust the, <laughs> <laughs> the minds behind Ween. Well, you saw them. They're not the cleanest group of guys. <laughs> Extras played their other two bandmates. I have no idea why they Okay, well, anyway, to get back on track, because I'm fascinated by Ween now, even though I know I'll never listen to them. Yeah, they invite Pat to play uh, one of their songs or one of their gigs. And why? Why? It's to record a music video. Do we, do we ever see that music video? No. no. It's That's unfortunate. Ween is not Did Pat woke. ever see the contract? Did we ever see the contract? No. Why did they ask Pat though? Like, didn't they just run into him or something? Or what well, it would it would have made more sense if we saw the music video. Like, were they making fun of him? <laughs> like, well, some things why? are left for interpretation. Why do we have this person on stage playing the tuba that does not match this song at all? Like, I laughed when he was playing the tuba. I can't help myself. Like the way he's like kind of marching around up there. <laughs> it was just funny. Pat plays the tuba for three seconds and then stops and just does the clapping on beat thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everyone goes with it. Everyone's on board with Pat clapping. I was real excited at that part. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel at a loss by not knowing what Ween's intentions were. The only thing I can think of was it was supposed to be mean-spirited, then Ween the band was like, no, you can't put that in the movie, and it's just a mystery from there. <laughs> I feel like that's true because... And like the second half of the movie, they're like, Pat's like, hey, do you want me to tour with you guys or whatever? And they're like, no, dude, that was a one time thing. We don't need you anymore. And they're like kind of putting him down about it when Pat just had like his junk exposed on stage. Oh, they're <laughs> nice to him later. Yeah, when he shows his junk. <laughs> well, yeah, college, cheers. That's really all anyone wants out of Pat. Let's see the that's junk. All, that's the whole point of this movie. <laughs> Drop those What's pants. What's under the curtain there? Now, there's one point in the movie, I I should have probably glossed over this, but I put it in my notes, so here we are. I think it's one of the most pointless scenes I've ever seen in a movie, which is where after the concert, Pat is backstage with Ween and eats quote-unquote mushrooms. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta pad the runtime somehow, right? (laughs) That's just like another bad joke that's in the movie. (laughs) 
your nose! Pat, those aren't hallucinogenic mushrooms. They're from Safeway. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Pat's nightmare might be it. another as pointless scene, but man. Did you guys ever know someone in college who would like have one beer and like be super drunk? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my freshman roommate. Yeah, it's such like an obnoxious thing, and I'm so glad that Pat embodies that so I can hate it. But yeah, he eats a, eats a mushroom, and then yeah, he's just tripping. It's a pretty short scene. There's not a lot happens. He's just tripping balls, and then Ween's like, dude, that's not a magic mushroom. And he's like, oh, and he's just normal, and he walks on about his business. <laughs> Placebo over. It's really not funny as far as the scene goes. It's really kind of annoying, frankly. <laughs> but That joke was called back to 15 years later in Parks and Rec. When Leslie was like, I ate a brownie once at a party in college. It was intense. Then she's like, it was just a normal brownie, but it tasted really good. Oh, yeah. That's the exact same joke. Yeah, actually, Eurotrip did it too. But um, They're in Amsterdam, and they go to a, a special bakery, and they eat it, and they get all ticked off. And the guy's like, that's just a Dutch, we're just a Dutch bakery. That's not a special brownie. No one's seen Eurotrip, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, I have. It's coming back to me. No, I've seen it. Um, I love it's it. like one of those like Van Wilder era like definitely. I watched it recently. It could not be made now. Oh my god, it could not be made now. I just remember Xena Warrior Princess in there with all the dildos. Like, oh yeah, God, my dad <laughs> laughed so hard at that safe word joke. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, so um, Pat doesn't get to stay with the band Ween, and eventually Pat gets a new stepping stone onto fame. And that's when Pat takes over the Kathy Griffin, like, love chat radio show. Josh, what's going on there? Kathy Griffin, you find out, is like a radio host that takes calls from people in trouble. Like Delilah. It's like a, it's a really sappy, dear Abby sort of thing. And she tries to give him legit advice. I mean, he was, he was looking at me funny and I had the gun in my hand, so... So I, I, I shot him. Well, anger is nothing more than hurt that hasn't been dealt with. You need to work on healing your inner child, okay? I want you to have a 20-minute conversation with your inner child every day. And remember, no fighting. All right, so let me know how things go. And one day, I think she has to go to the potty. And Pat just, because Pat barges in everywhere, <laughs> jumps in her seat, starts answering her phone calls. And, like, the producers, including... Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Mm-hmm. Tim Meadows just like love her style because she's just super frank and mean and rude and hangs up on people and gives them like truncated advice. I wonder advice. if that would make them liable like when she's like, have you ever tried drowning yourself? Right, can I help you? Sometimes I have suicidal thoughts. I feel like I want to jump off a building or slit my wrists or put a bullet in my head. Well, have you considered drowning? I mean, they say it's like God giving you a big wet hug forever. <laughs> Stop calling here. Also, she <laughs> left because she went to get security. To get Pat the fuck out of there. Yeah. Her, it's like God's hug or whatever. <laughs> like God's wet hug to you or something. Yeah. It's That's funny awful. to me that Tim Meadows says Pat's responses aren't are funny but aren't. So like... Pat gives this horrible advice, which isn't that funny, but Tim Meadows says it's funny, and to me, that's funny. (laughs) I love Tim Meadows. This is great talk radio. Actually, to me, you pointing out that Tim Meadows says that's funny 
even though it's not funny oh is my the funny God. part. We've gone too far. Josh, you pointing out that... Never mind. <laughs> See, I, I wish... I don't know when we're going to talk about Kyle, but he's a really big part of the movie, and I think it actually would have... It could have had something if it would have been like more of like the Odyssey of Pat, where he's getting all these different jobs. Like I like the playing with Ween was okay. The radio thing was okay. Like I actually didn't mind those as scenes. The Kyle's shit is the stuff I actually didn't like. Okay, so now's a perfect time. Who is Kyle, Pappy, and what's his? You didn't involvement? like Kyle. Kyle is the the next door neighbor who becomes obsessed with Pat, and like I just didn't laugh at any of his stuff. I just didn't think it was. It was funny. He slowly starts to lose his mind. Like he cuts out his wife's face in a picture and puts Pat's face. <laughs> that made that's funny. Yeah, that might have been the one that made me the third one. But <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see. He he's he's so obsessed with Pat that the only clue to Pat's diary is that it's a word in the dictionary. And so he starts at A, and it turns out it's literally the last word in the dictionary. I I don't I don't know. I didn't. If someone else liked him, you can take it. I just he just didn't he, make me laugh. When he came out the first time and he had Pat's glasses and wig on, I chuckled during that part. <laughs> I love the part when it looks like Pat's peeing through the window. Yeah. <laughs> the normalcy behind it is so hysterical because like Kyle runs over there with a giant video camera, <laughs> like he's from the news team, and points it directly down. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler for sure. Nightcrawler. The inspiration for Nightcrawler was actually it's Pat. Yeah. But um <laughs> No fast pans. Steady hands. Yeah, exactly. And the way Pat Use your zoom. The way Pat just <laughs> what's he say about orange juice? He's like, I can never get through a carton of OJ before it expires. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I like the Kyle parts. Who can unravel the enigma of Pat? I like Kyle too. He embodies <gasps> A regular man who turns just greasy, masturbating dude in one room obsessed with something. That's I have hilarious. a question. His little uh, Pat doll, aka Kim Jong Un doll, is he making the noises or is it like in his head? Because the pet, the doll's going like, like. Access denied. <laughs> yeah, he's like in his own. He's doing something else, and in the background, you hear like so. It's he, he I don't gets know. freaky with this little doll. When oh, he yeah. made that doll clap after Zytham worked, I was laughing really <laughs> hard. <laughs> the more I think about it, the funnier this movie really is. It's funny <laughs> us talking about it. I, like one of my Ugh. favorite like gender question jokes in the movie is when Kyle goes to Pat's apartment and gets, like, really close to Pat's crotch and says, <laughs> whoa, whoa, Pat, is that a banana in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> no, it's a banana. If you're hungry, get your own. This is my snack. <laughs> and it's literally a banana? <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. That joke's been done a lot, though, but, yeah, that was... That is not funny. In that same sequence, though, when he's like, I need a nude photo, and he grabs the baby photo, and it's just a giant pair of glasses and a giant pair of uh, eyebrows, that was funny. <laughs> the whole thing with that no. like setup is to get him on the TV show. He has to like provide this stuff for the I don't know station or whatever. He has to fill out the document, he or she, Pat. And then there's like the sex question, male and female. 
and Pat just writes often. Often. <laughs> but <laughs> what does that mean? Sex often. It's <laughs> my little joke. Pat gets laid a lot, but I mean, <laughs> Kyle could have just said like, "Well, they actually need you to make a selection. It's like required." And then yeah, but done. he immediately <laughs> went to his backups, like the license and. So, yeah, he probably should have just stuck with that first one, but... I feel like this question of past gender could be answered, is what I'm saying here. Like, you could, like, force the issue, you know, and just be like, you have to, I'm sorry. Definitely. You want to be on TV, right? Well, they do cheap... They also use cheap movie tricks, I think kind of what Stevie was alluding to, but, like, at one point when she's working in the Japanese restaurant, it's flat out said if if he or she is a he or a she... And there's just like a blender or something. She, she, that it's Pat. Someone walks Pat in front does of it. the blender. Also, someone, there's subtitles because yeah. they're speaking in Japanese at the sushi house. Someone gets in the foreground and covers the subtitle. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mikey, I haven't heard yeah. from you for a little bit. At some point, Pat approaches some like thugged out gangsters. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, why don't you tell us what goes down and what happens afterwards? Why are you going to Mikey? This is a very formative time in Pat's life right here. This this scene. Uh, Pat, after after Pat realizes that... Her laptop's his, gone. His, her, yeah, her laptop is gone. Um, I don't know how to say his or hers. I still don't know. So I'm just struggling to get through the scene. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> it's yeah, Pat. Yeah, Pat, uh, the diary is stolen, and so, I, I don't know, her first instinct is to walk down the street and antagonize the local people of color in the community <laughs> and ask them where her laptop is. Whoever had stolen my diary had left few clues behind, and I was soon on the trail, sniffing out leads. Hey, dudes, any of you guys steal anything lately? What are you talking about? Like my laptop diary? It's been stolen and I want it back! What the hell are you anyway? Oh, oh I know what you're thinking. Am I a crip or am I a blood? <laughs> no. And uh, the, the minorities she's asking uh, also have some questions of their own regarding her <laughs> what? sexuality. Oh, not her sexuality, but her, her gender. Uh, he's... The black guy that she asked is like very confused and asked, "Are you a man or are you a woman?" Like right to her face. And Pat, I don't know, has a mental breakdown because she, I don't think they know she knows what the word androgynous means. Right, and that's what he uh, says to her, and she has to go to the go run back home and look it up in the dictionary. And uh, <laughs> she ends up seeing a picture of herself. It's just like a stupid joke where uh, the definition is just it's Pat. And it's just a little black and white picture of Pat yeah. next to it. It's so stupid. This is a script where dictionary comes into play multiple <laughs> oh, <yeah>. times. <laughs> Isn't that a cliche that's frowned upon in even like the most amateur writing courses? That's the Tarantino edition. Confirmed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you that's see the it. joke coming a mile away with the Pat opening the dictionary. Mm-hmm. So where things lead up is... Chris, the neighbor, I'm sorry, not Chris, Kyle, the neighbor, who is, again, super obsessed with Pat, like, really starts going into crazy stalker mode. I will know your secrets, my love. I will possess you utterly. Josh, uh, how does that eventually play out, and where does it uh, end up? A lot of Kleenexes laying around for this dude. (laughs) This place is a mess. 
<laughs> trying to get into her diary, not finding the nude pics in there that he wants, following her around, calling her. He calls her on the radio show and says, like in some cheesy, crappy accent. <laughs> this is KVIBFM. I'm your host, Pat. Now let's take our next call and make it something lively. I'm wanting to be telling you that I'm having something that none of your other callers have. What's that? Your sanity? No, your diary. What? Who is this? All in good time, my little elusive friend. And if you're ever wanting to see your diary again, you'll be meeting me at Ripley's Auditorium at high noon. How, how do I know this isn't a crank call? Have you been vacuuming under your couch lately? <laughs> and then finally, even though like a bunch of people have called Pat and tried to like talk to her directly, this actually finally breaks her out of her like radio personality spell and she like, Oh, you have the diary? Like, let's meet. So they meet at a fun house. Mm. And actually it's kind of a fun scene to see Kyle <laughs> show up and he's like dressed completely as her <laughs> and standing across from her and like there's also rapey vibes, so it goes dark quick. <laughs> but at first it's funny. That was a Tarantino edition. Right there. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Rapey Charles Rocket? Maybe. Take off your clothes. What? You're nothing but a pervert. Don't you see? We were meant for each other. We're like two complementary pieces in the crazy jigsaw puzzle of love. I just need to know how we fit together. <laughs> By uncovering the secret of you, I uncover the secret of myself. Kyle! Now take... Off your clothes if you ever want to see your diary alive again. Look, and I'm not saying like that. I, I think that I don't know. I don't want to put. I just think that it's weird that when you start with an open-ended SNL character, character that the climax of your movie is going to be potentially a rape scene with a woman. You know, almost falling off a cliff. That's just kind of a weird direction for it to go, is it not? It's definitely weird. Everything about this movie is weird, though, and off-putting. So it's just really following suit and escalating the situation. <laughs> off-putting, yes. I mean, it felt more like a Stevie or Josh pick with the rape scene as opposed to a Corey pick. Hey, there was no rape scene. Uh, he fills her up in the apartment. He unbuttons her shirt. His sh- he also gives her a lot of alcohol to try to render her. <laughs> Why does he become obsessed with Pat? Like, is that his fetish? Is it just a genderless, ambiguous, non It could just be a mystery. The enigma. The mis- yeah, the mystery, the enigma of it. I think it's kind of what they wrote for it. But, I, I mean, real life, I don't know. Going off of looks, I mean... <laughs> It's kind of hard Disgusting. to convince me that yeah, that Pat <laughs> is <disgusting>. attractive <laughs> Just and that it. Kyle becomes obsessed with this person. Every time Pat's on the screen, I yeah, it's gross. I mean, it's Kyle struggling with whether he's gay or not. Right? I, I didn't see it that way, but that's. I think is he it? just. I think he's okay he, with. I think yeah, whatever I think he was Pat is with either. Mm-hmm. I think he just he says solving the enigma of you. Will solve the enigma of me. <laughs> <That's true. Yes. laughs> 
He's he's the Joker. I I don't know why I think Edward this is funny Edward. now looking back. It's not. It wasn't funny at the time, but <laughs> when he's watching the show, the wife comes. She's like, "Are you okay in there?" He's like, "Yeah." She's like, "You been in there for three days?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm thinking things over." I don't know what he says, but I need time to think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but why? Why is this happening? Why is there this weird energy that this movie is like funny and good happening on this podcast when it was like know, one man. of the worst things I've ever watched? It's, like, it's an enigma, dude. I think it's just because we're having fun Pap. talking about it. It's it's not funny. It's I mean, not about the journey. It's about the friends you made along the way. Yeah, I'm true. not saying I like the Kyle part more. I'm just saying it was more interesting than the rest of the skit-to-skit running gags, just the most obvious sexual jokes that you could possibly make the most juvenile yeah. sex jokes a semblance of a plot starts to form but like the kyle <laughs> thing is yeah the kyle thing watching him jump headfirst into madness over this yeah. totally boring person i mean the only thing that's interesting about it is is it a man or a woman that's literally the only interesting thing about pat and this guy becomes so obsessed <laughs> with it I would 100% rather watch Pat just spitting in people's faces for 70 minutes than the <laughs> that we got. Ew. Gross. All right. So, what a pap grease. I comment. think where we left this off, uh, Charles Rocket, Kyle, is chasing Pat, and Pat kind of is running through the streets of Hollywood and ends up in a Ween concert. And I don't know, like they, they're backstage, they climb up on like some of the setup. And Pat is getting cornered and eventually kind of like falls onto the stage but gets caught by a hook. So we get a... This is two movies in a row where someone got a hook up their ass, by the way. Because it happened in Kickboxer too. And oh, yeah. Pat's pants are ripped off and Pat is hanging in front of the stage and the audience and the band. And everyone who's facing the stage gets to see what's what Pat's gender actually is. But Kyle Why are they so face. happy though? Like they don't know Pat. Maybe he's got a massive hog. <laughs> 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 got the biggest wiener you've ever seen. That's the only explanation, really. I mean, because that's a good point. Why do they cheer? Uh, why does Ween only tour in one city? Yeah. <laughs> why are they playing the city again? Oh, it's L.A. I couldn't tell. There could be something cool shaved into here. Pubic hair. Ugh, I don't want to think about that. Like a little heart or something. <laughs> no, like it says ween in her pubic hair. <laughs> we appreciate the creativity and the persistence, but you're not going to go on tour no matter how many times you shave our name into your pubic hair, Pat. Uh, that's not where the movie ends, however. Charles Rocket is dragged off. He never gets to find out the identity of his obsession. Stevie, it ends on a romantic note. Why don't you tell us what happens? I wasn't going to make a dark joke. Honestly, Brett, you kind of ruined it for me. I was never going to click on Charles Rocket's IMDb page in my life. I was going to live the rest of my life thinking this man was alive. Sorry. And now I know he's dead. But, R.I.P. Yeah, it ends uh, with uh, Pat and uh, David Spade lookalike Chris uh, getting married in Tibet. Is that right? I couldn't tell. I'm guessing... I'm guessing it was Tibet, but the funny joke there was they were both wearing dress wear. Uh, so even when they're getting married, you really don't know. I mean, it's just Pat. You're never going to know. 
Besides those people at the Ween concert. And they don't say, like, you take your wife. They said, like, you take each other. I don't know. They said something. Each other, yeah. yeah. Each other, yeah. Yeah, they screwed around it. I think Pappy talked about this, but uh, one of the last lines, or maybe it was you, Stevie, sorry. Um, Pat says, I don't want fame and fortune. I want you. And that is, like, meant to resolve, like, all their issues, which all stem from just Pat being horrible and Chris being, like, a regular, like, decent enough person. You know, I don't think you know what you want out of life. I just want fame and riches. Is that too much to ask? Oh, Pat. Those are the goals of an empty soul, Pat. One that I, frankly, do not want to spend a whole lot of time with. So you're not being supportive enough. I need something for me right now. I don't know. It just, it's a little too quick and easy. But for this type of movie, it's really the only out. I mean, what do we expect in it's Pat? I I think they're going to get divorced in like three months when Chris realizes Pat still sucks. (laughs) Yeah. So what, Pat quit his job then to be with Chris? Or because he didn't, this was the only thing he was good at. Was being I, bet he, the, I bet he did not quit his job, but I mean, maybe. The only thing Pat's good at. Pat was, was really good at not caring about Yeah, telling people. people to kill themselves. <laughs> Gosh. He's not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that pretty much wraps up the film itself. Do you guys have any final thoughts before well, we get into the, yes or no's? There's the last, the very last thing before the song is uh, Kyle is calling into... Kathy Griffin's show, so maybe you're right, uh, Mikey. And it's, oh, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of funny, I guess. He's like, so you're a transvestite? He's like, no, I sometimes enjoy dressing as a woman, and I sometimes enjoy dressing as a man. And that's like about it. Very progressive. Yeah, Kathy Griffin was playing Kathy Griffin in this, and she's like, Still not very successful in this movie. <laughs> she doesn't even portray herself as but the, the, mediocre. Why does she play herself in all these movies? She, I think it's just in 1994 movies actress. she plays herself. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> Was 94 also the year she did Seinfeld? I don't, I, I don't know. Later. I know a lot of these people. That had been did, a massive year for Kathy Griffin. Did better movies uh, in 94. The rest of her career is... Does this movie warrant the 0% critic score it has, you guys think? No. Yes. Stevie loved it, so <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> and only Lauren Michaels holds the true story behind Pat. He, only he knows uh, the true gender of well, it's Pat. So. Julia Sweeney created the character, so oh, okay. she probably knows. I, I saw an interview, like an SNL kind of reunion interview on YouTube recently. It was like one of those late night shows. I don't remember which, but Norm Macdonald, he like has this big setup. He's like, I'm going to tell you guys something that uh, no one knows. He's like, well, the first time I went on SNL, Chris Farley took me backstage and he like checked the room to make sure it was bugged. He's like really setting this up. And he goes, Chris Farley says to me, Pat is a girl. (laughs) So there it is. I mean, if Norm Macdonald is to be believed. Corey, I had a question for you. Sure. The and I think this is actually completely disingenuous, but I thought you would want to maybe address it. The top review on Letterboxd is is quite a diatribe, but it it goes on to call this movie anti queer and obsessed with androgyny. Do you 
how would you respond to that? Because that's not just a review. That is the most liked review for Pat on Letterboxd. Okay, so I'll respond to the second part first. Obsessed with androgyny? I mean, certainly. <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> is there any denying that this movie no. is obsessed with Hard androgyny? Hard to. Uh, the other thing, I don't really know what that means. I think it's so like, pretty lighthearted. I think it's stupid, personally, but whatever. Anti-queer. Josh, maybe you can answer that. Is it anti-queer? You know a lot about things. Here's the thing. I don't think it's any of the people in public's business what Pat is. And so maybe watching a movie like this really gives people license to like joke about and talk about behind closed doors people they're not unsure about in this way and it really is just making a joke over yeah, and mean, over and over i, I, I agree with that, that she's transsexual sure. well she's not transsexual she's androgynous pappy is this movie anti-queer the reason that i think it's so disingenuous is like when that scene at the cruise ship and all those couples are lined up there's all kinds of different couples. There's old couples. Yeah, there's there's a gay couples. Couple, there's a gay sure. couple. Like, and that is used for. No, it's, they're not exploiting that. It's just like to kind of code that this is like you know like a romantic type thing that's about to happen. Like, show me another 1994 where they would just know such show such nonchalantly a gay couple. Like, I, I don't know. To me, I, I think it's like totally disingenuous. Yeah, I noted that as well. Does the gimp count in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Zed, Zed, and Pappy, the gimp. You give. You give the movie Frozen 2 like such crap for having a background character be gay or lesbian, but in this movie it's like something you applaud? I don't understand. What it, well, this is a better movie. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> who's the bat like who's the background character character who's gay in Frozen 2? No, he was mad at D- during Onward. Oh, Onward. Oh. Yeah, a couple kisses. No, in- no, no. Okay, no, but that's different. Yeah, no. That's because Disney Puts out all these feelers right before a movie comes out. We're gonna have a gay character. Everyone tune in for the gay character. And ends up being this is a, little a Disney sizing. movie too. I have no problem with I, like bigger, small parts. I think all, any parts are good for all kinds of different people. But it's just it's just disingenuous when you market your movie <laughs> in one way. I I thought the people that were so curious to know her gender were really coming off as like kind of awful people in the movie like definitely the, I, yeah, I agree yeah the japanese agree, yeah. restaurant i mean it's like who cares dude but she's just everybody. working i mean obviously she's sneezing in food and she's a bad employee and stuff but shit on her for that shit on her for that but like who cares what are you talking shit about her behind her back it was just yeah everyone is so curious and i think if you're a person that really does look like pat this movie would make you paranoid that that's all anyone ever thinks about is what's if you have a wiener or not. Ween? Luckily, uh, like a hundred people saw this. <laughs> she played with wood. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Theaters for one week. What if we bring this movie back and make it really tough for androgynous people now? Like, what if that's us? All of our millions of fans go out and rent It's Pat <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> At Blockbuster. At Blockbuster. Do you know how many famous androgynous people there are now? I mean, David Bowie is androgynous. It's like, well, he's not definitely a, not androgynous anymore. I know, but he was like one of the most famous people Prince. of all time. John Travolta. Yeah, it's like nobody cares anymore. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. yeah. Who might play David Bowie's character from <laughs> Labyrinth in the new movie. That's in discussion. Interesting. But uh, what do you guys say we do yes or no's now? Are you guys good with that? 
Yes. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. That's a bunch of yeses. All right. Nice setup. But uh, we're going to go east to east, and I'm going to go first. Keep this pretty short because, uh, I mean, what can you really say? I'm going to give It's Pat a no because it's a bad movie. It's mostly not funny. I'm kind of obsessed with it in a weird way, like Charles Rocket is with Pat, and I kind of always have been. So when you think of me and Pat, think of like me as Charles Rocket, but about the movie instead of about the person or character. That's kind of me. Never always has been. I saw this movie when I was pretty little, and it it just fascinated me. I was like, what? It was just such a foreign concept for me to see at such a young age, and it's stuck in my mind, that's for sure. But it's pretty bad. And it's a no. I have a question for you, Corey, real quick. Real quick, if I may interject. Yes. Did you laugh more in this movie than you did in Ghostbusters 2016? Yes. Yeah, so you think this is funnier than Ghostbusters 2016? Yeah, I think I gave that one a zero out of ten or something like that. (laughs) Jeez. I still got to see that. It's not funny, but okay, yeah, listen to our pod, uh, his pod. Sorry, go ahead, sorry. Big dumb movie, check it out. Uh, I will give this a no. Um, I think the reason that I don't like the Kyle character mostly is that it kind of, I'm not going to lie, he does have some funny parts and he is over the top and when we say it out loud it, it sounds funny, but he forces the movie just to spin its wheels in basically one joke, one setting, one beat over and over and over again. Like when Pat is at least out having his adventures with Ween or having an engagement party or like getting a new job. At least the movie's going somewhere. At least we're doing something like I I can't believe that a movie at 70 minutes felt so slow at the same time too. Like, like Josh said, it was like a time machine. Like it it was, it was painful to watch. I did laugh a couple times. I'm not going to lie. So it's not the worst. I I wouldn't say it's even like in the bottom, like five movies we've ever spoiled, but it's a, it's a pretty solid no for me. Well, real quick. What's one example movie you've spoiled that's worse than this? Los, Los Enchiladas. Enchiladas. Higher. <laughs> Everybody's Sorry, got Josh. their favorite. That movie felt three hours too long. Yeah, I did not laugh at that I movie didn't say at all. Anything. Like, not one time. Fair enough. Which is crazy, because Mitch Hedberg's funny. Let's pivot to a Los Enchiladas. <laughs> Shit on it. Los Enchiladas one more time. <laughs> Sounds like Time Banish just got redeemed right there, too. <laughs> Who's next? Stevie went first on the introduction. Oh, okay, I'll go. I'll give this movie a no. Oh, I thought you were going to uh, do yes. It's horrible. It's just absolutely horrible. There's absolutely no story to it whatsoever. And it's hard to watch a lot of scenes, and I don't mind awkward humor, but this just goes beyond that. Uh, but I will say this. If you have a group of friends, watch it, and like us, laugh talking about it. It's, that's the best that you honestly come from this movie. So this is a hard no for me. Uh, definitely one of the worst we've watched so far in spoilers. Definitely bottom 10, but I had fun talking about it with you guys. So take a sh- Take a shot every time she goes. You'll be dead on the floor. The drinking game. It's me. I can't believe you and Stevie can't figure out west to east in our town. Dude, it's confusing. The layout, it's the you layout than of, me than Mikey. The layout of this town makes no sense, but go ahead. <laughs> it revolves around a river, so it is tough. But for, I mean, I'll give this a. I mean, I said at the top of the pod, this movie is so slow, feels like a time machine. But because of that, and the fact I had to watch it 
it slowly charms you, I guess, throughout it. And I think it's just a survival instinct. Stockholm like, syndrome. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I needed to start liking something to survive to the end of the hundred or hour and seventeen minutes. It sucks as a movie, but it was fun to talk about with you guys. And it's just like so bad. I was questioning like Pappy set up this like graph that if something's so bad it could possibly go into this good category and I think ultimately solving the enigma of whether it's Pat the movie is a yes or no would solve the enigma of me (laughs) he's losing it so is that a no he's not sure Josh you have to give a yes or no there's stats. There's Why? stats. I'm okay with it. I'm not. This I'm is, not okay just, with it. This is not an androgynous podcast. You got to have a yes or a no. It's not. In the stats, you just put the symbol for androgyny in one of the cells. It's so binary of you guys. If someone waits till after the pod, after everything's over, after the credits, listen all that way, maybe I'll give it a yes or a no there. <laughs> what is happening? I think you need to be suspended, Josh. That's what happens in this movie. I'm perfectly okay it with it. Just it goes back and forth the whole time. I thought it was a wonderful review. To okay, write you don't give. Uh, you don't get good, to play Josh. trivia then. <laughs> Mikey, you're up. I think it's it's definitely a no, <laughs> but and it's not funny, and I don't think it's smart in any sort of way. But it's just really gross. This person is just yeah. spitting on stuff constantly, <laughs> and I don't really like that kind of humor. It's Happy just does. disgusting. Love it. I think the only redeeming thing that I can talk about is just the Kyle character who just lost himself in the in this enigma <laughs> trying to figure out Pat. And I thought that was semi funny, but. Again, it's just this character is so annoying. And it's like, you, when stuff like this gets made, you just like sit back and wonder, like, couldn't this money been used to, like, I don't know, fund a library or something instead of make this movie? <laughs> like, literally anything this movie could have been used for. Just, I don't know, maybe burn this script and never talk about it again. Just why was it made? Just. Why? Where where did this money go? And like look at, nobody nobody saw it. Like what was the point? It didn't make any money and I don't know how you would expect it to. So it's just don't waste your time with it. I mean it's an hour and seventeen minutes, but it's not good. So it's a definite no. As a quick side note, Julia Sweeney never wanted to play Pat again after this. That killed it. But Brett, you're up. Uh I'm going to do mostly verbatim from something that was on our thread today. Uh, Josh said, yeah, I'm not watching this effing movie out. Why? I just watched at least 45 minutes of it, and only two minutes and 47 seconds had gone by. (laughs) It's not natural. That pretty much sums up. I will admit, though, I don't think it's as bad as I thought it was going to be, but, I mean, it's really bad. It's definitely definitely a no. It's a super solid no. Uh, But... I give the movie a no, but I give this podcast a yes. It was really fun to do. Uh, looking back, I think I found Kyle funnier and funnier. And I think I only laughed at one Pat part. And I don't know why I thought it was funny. But she, uh, she said, how was I supposed to know you needed to go to medical school for 12 years? I don't know why I thought that was funny. <laughs> to be um, a brain surgeon? Yeah. 
it did kind of just caught me off guard, but it's definitely a no. Uh, I don't really particularly like this skit on SNL, and uh, seventy-seven minutes of it was. I, I I remember thinking this movie seemed like it's been so long, but it's one of the shortest movies I've ever seen. So it's a no. <laughs> I'm glad we did it. I, I did not. If you listen to the pod, uh, our last pod, I was devastated that. Corey picked this. I didn't want to do it, but I'm glad we did it, and it's a no. I am too, and I'm glad you gave this podcast a yes, Brett. That does mean a lot to me. Oh, yeah. This movie was what? 70-something minutes, you guys said? 77, yeah. Yeah. It's nothing. It's a breeze. It's trivia time, boys. This is Poor Man's Jeopardy. I sent you guys the link. I'm on it. There are no absurd questions in Poor Man's Jeopardy. Like, how much does a fucking tank weigh in non-metric tons? Nope. <laughs> the rules are simple and the questions are fair. But the fair part might be debatable. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. I didn't put any questions in here that I wouldn't be able to answer myself. This might be easy for you guys, but for the listeners at home, this is how it works. On the board, there are five categories. Each category has three clues with ascending point values. The higher the point value, the more difficult the clue will be. We're going to go through each player one at a time. You can choose your category and point value. If you get it right, you get the points. If you get it wrong, you get negative points. Uh, you cannot pass, and you must respond in the form of a question, like in Jeopardy. That's kind of to offset how some, some of these are kind of easy. So remember, form of a question, please. And uh, the winner of this will get to choose the next movie we do an episode on here at Spoilers. That's the way it works. As a side note, uh, the last time we did this, Mikey won with one point when I did Poor Man's Jeopardy. (laughs) And here are the categories. Hollywood Pats, Ghostbusters, Quentin Tarantino, Three Word Disney. I give you three words and you respond with the movie. And Movie Movies. Each correct response is a movie with the word movie in the title. Ugh. How could you have possibly known if you would have gotten the three-word Disney one right? How could I have known? Yeah. Well, I I just put something that I would be able to answer. So, like, okay. if I saw this, what would be my conclusion? Okay. All right. So, Mikey, you're first up. What's it going to be? Um, I'll go third world Disney for two. <laughs> <laughs> Baboon, Liberty, mm. Wakatepe. Uh, baboon. Uh, I'm gonna say, what is the Lion King? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <sighs> Help him out, Pappy. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> I would have guessed the Lion King as well. The Jungle Book? This is Jungle to Jungle. Mm. Oh, Jungle to Jungle. Mimi Siku. What's that one about? Tim Allen has a kid. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. He brings to the city. It's a funny movie. That's okay, though. You still got this. You got one wrong last time, and you still made it. Hey, I won with one point last time, so I'm still pretty confident. (laughs) Brett, you're up. All right, I'm going to go big or go home. I'll go Ghostbusters for three. Okay. Trap! Please be the 1984 one. Please be the 1984 one. Before Ghostbusters, Rick Moranis starred in this 1983 comedy along with the late Max von Sydow. What is Strange Brew? I don't know. That is correct. Woo! 
Well done, Brett. Interesting. Pappy, you're up. I'll take Hollywood Pats for one. This actor played Arthur O'Dwyer, who had a broken leg, in the 2015 film Bone Tomahawk. I got it. Why can't I think of his name? I have a Bone Tomahawk poster in my house. <laughs> the category is Hollywood Pats. I know, yeah, Pat. Who is Pat? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The correct response is who is Patrick Wilson? Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Josh, hit it. Corey, can you briefly explain the three-word Disney category sure. again? I give you three words, and you respond with the correlating movie. That is also three words? No. No, it's just the movie. No. He's given like three keywords to you, and you have to tell what the movie is. Three-word Disney one. Mother, circus, feather. Dumbo? Is that your final answer? No. Could it possibly be Dumbo? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Remember all? That because was in the Josh form of a question. An inflection so. of a question. It's like Dumbo? Dumbo? Is that a Dumbo? question? Does that count as a question? <laughs> you see that Black Jeopardy? Alize? Oh, I guess it's a form of question. Oh, okay. Alize? Oh, edit that out. Thank you. Everything stays. Stevie, you're up. Read the room, Brett. That's why I made the joke. I read the room. Uh, Brett Breeze. Let's do Quentin Tarantino for two. This actress played the title character in the Tarantino film, Jackie Brown. Mm. Oh, God bless America. Easy. It really stinks. Cause I know her name. Um, she's pretty cute. I know. Mm-hmm. It's really gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. You like the Delphonics? Yeah. The correct response is who is Pam Greer? Pam Greer. Yeah. It's okay. Everyone's still in the game. Mostly Brett. Mikey, you're up. Let's try movie movies for three. Ooh. Ooh. Paul Freeman, a.k.a. Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark, plays a slimy supervillain in this 1995 movie based on a popular TV show. Belloc. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, not another... What is not another teen movie? <laughs> Sorry, that is incorrect. That's the only movie movie I could think of. <laughs> is, what is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie? Ooh, wow. Uh, oh, I get it. Uh, it's okay, uh, man. Uh, you still got this. Brett? I'll, I'll take Ghostbusters for two. In Ghostbusters 2016, oh, crap. Leslie Jones plays this supposedly funny streetwise character. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> you do not have to provide the last name. Uh, I have no idea. What is what is Jackie? I don't know. The correct response is, who is Patty? Patty. Brett, Patty. that takes you from three down to one. Um, give me Hollywood Pats for two, please. Worked well last time. This actor played Dion, who creates artificial intelligence, in the 2015 film Chappie. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, no. I don't know. Pappy. 
Pappy Chappy. And the correct response, who is Dev Patel? Yeah. Oh, Dev Patel. Yeah, yeah I see the Patel. Oh, that's not to be a Patrick. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it probably should have had quotes around PAT. Well, I'm not going to let Brett run the Ghostbusters category, so give me GBs for one. All right, Josh, Ghostbusters for one. The writer and performer of the Ghostbusters theme song. That's a one-pointer? Easy. <laughs> That's hard. I thought that was going to be very easy. Easy. Oh, man. No this is one of my best friend's first dance with his mom after his wedding song. I should really know this. Uh, CJ. Yeah, uh, I know who is Ernie Hayes? I'm sorry. The correct response is Brett. Ray Parker Jr. Who is Ray Parker Jr.? You're thinking of uh, Ernie Hudson, who plays Winston? (laughs) Ernie Hudson. Don't tell me who I'm thinking of. You don't know my thoughts. (laughs) Stevie, you're up. I know everything about you. I really want to go to minus five with Mikey. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with three-word Disney for three. Ooh. Orphan. Fruit. Insects. Think closely about in, the words involved. Inside of sex? James and the Giant Peach. Yep. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Oh, what, what is no, James wrong. and the Giant Peach? Wrong. There you go. I will accept that oh. as they do oh. in the show Jeopardy. If someone <laughs> not, self-corrects, not they let double them. double Jeopardy. Jeez. Alex Trebek has a heart. Almost fumbled the ball there, Steve. Is correct, Stevie. That takes you from negative two up to one. Let's where you are go. now tied with Brett. And there is one round left. We got a game, left. folks. Mikey, how are you going to sway the outcome of this? Uh, I mean, Hollywood Pat seems kind of difficult. Nobody's getting those. Let's let's finish out Hollywood Pats. <laughs> Remember, Mikey, this is, this is Gollum rules. If you get it wrong, you win. <laughs> Hollywood Pats for three. Director of the 2009 Adam Sandler film, Funny People. Oh, I got it. No idea. Got it. Correct response, Brett? Judd Apatow. It is Judd Apatow. Mikey has taken one of the three-point values off the board. Brett, you're up. Go for the win, Brett. If I go for the movie, movie, and... What's out? I'll go with movie, movies for two. Before playing Captain America, Chris Evans played Jake Weiler in his (laughs) 2001 spoof comedy. What is not another teen movie? Boom, you got it. That takes you up to three, and you are now in the lead. Someone take a three so I can... Come on, Pappy. Be my Movie boy. Movies for one, please. <sighs> you dick. <laughs> In this 1995 film, Polly Shore's character creates and then promptly devours the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. <sighs> oh, a goofy movie. What is a goofy movie? That is correct. What is a goofy movie? Let's Classic go. movie. Josh. Stevie. Hmm. 
We've become like real life friends through this podcast. Yeah, we actually have become friends. It's been really cool. I think I talk to you more than I talk to your brother now. But <laughs> it only took 100 episodes. I talk to you more than I talk to my brother. I'm okay if you take the three, Josh. I hosted last time. I'll take QT for one. <gasps> Let the ring That's what your decide. friend would do. Yeah, it sounds like something Josh would do. I'm not as good as trivia. So You're not a good friend either. Upset. I'm going to see the last second shot, Brett. Quentin Tarantino for one. This Tarantino film follows the escapades of a character named Stuntman Mike. What is Death Proof? That is correct. Woo! Woo! Stevie, there's one yeah. left on the board. If you get this, you host. If so you I'm don't, then now. it goes to Brett. All right, let's do it. Tarantino wrote, but did not direct, this 1993 film starring Christian Slater. Easy. God bless America. Hold on. Um, so easy. What is true romance? Bye-bye. That is correct. Woo-hoo. You're all dead to me. <gasps> what an exciting <gasps> game. The shit thing is, is I would have got that too. Wow. Wow. Fuck you, Stevie. I would have got that. (laughs) And then you would have been tied up. Like Steve Kerr passing to Jordan in the lane for the final shot. I feel like I just shot over Craig Craig Elo right there. Yeah, yeah, Josh, you had a chance to freaking win, dude. There were hidden columns. He said he wasn't confident. I only knew like one question out of all those. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Stevie. Stevie is going to be hosting you. the next podcast movie pick episode we do. And to give him a minute to decide, we'll have Spoiler Man tell us some words. Back to back, Stevie. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. And we're back. Stevie has selected a movie for next week. What's it going to be, man? I want to slowly, before this project is all said and done, make Jake Gyllenhaal our king of spoilers. And it's a movie I've seen, I saw in theaters. I really enjoyed this movie. Behind the scenes are great too. We're gonna be doing 2011's very underrated Jake Gyllenhaal vehicle, Source Code. Ooh, awesome. I have not seen that movie, but I feel that Jake Gyllenhaal will never reach the level (laughs) of Anthony Daniels. I also saw that in theaters, it was awful. Awesome, guys. Thank you for this episode for trivia. It's been a lot of fun. I guess that's all we got this time. We'll see you next time on Source Code. Take it away, spoiler man. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes.
Man, before everything started happening in this country, I was going to pick a Michael Bay military film, but not anymore. Uh, Transformers? No, The Rock. Ooh. Uh, the I think Rock? Tarantino also did uncredited rewrites on that. Did he really? I think so. Oh, that's incredible. That's Let more me... like FBI, not like Street Cops. Hold on. Let me think of a movie real quick. Brad, I thought you had it, man. Nobody talked to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Brett's st- still wondering how the deep state uprooted his <laughs> trivia wins. Like, no, I mean, dude, I, you would have lost either way. That's just really typical Josh, so I, I guess I should not Josh, have been surprised. Such a good Brett. friend. No, he's he terrible. He's gonna... There was a category called Ghostbusters on the board. Now, granted, there was a Disney category, but still, I, I think he did pretty well. Hold on, I'm almost this there. This injustice will not stand. <laughs> This aggression, Brett. Man. I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything I actually knew about Quentin Tarantino to answer those questions. Uh, what are feet? <laughs> feet <laughs> fetish, man. Let's go. Come on. Okay, I got it. It's a really good up, Kylo. That was fun. Thanks. I had a lot of fun too. It's in the collection of pods we have. That's like the pod is actually better than the movie. And now we never have to talk about its pat again. <laughs> never has to come up in any sort of conversation ever. Never podcasting laying down on the floor again. That was the biggest mistake of my life. What the hell? <laughs> you missed the whole fiasco. It affected your trivia. That's why, yeah. Brett? Did you leave? <laughs> Brett. Brett. I think he left, guys. He's not on the call anymore. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, shit. Kylo, please use this for the hijack. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what you did, Corey. Look what you... <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you gave a man a whole category. And he's taken producer still... win. <laughs> and now you've got him in a tizzy. He's spiraling right now. <laughs> oh, no. I feel so bad. Why did Je- why did he want to be beat by Josh and not Stevie? I don't understand what yeah, he's upset about. Yeah, would have lost either way. He would have lost a, either way. Well, we would have gone into the elimination round. We had two extra categories. I oh, I guess he tied. He would have tied Brett. You totally- there was a category for released in 1994 and another one for SNL feature films. You totally hoodwinked me. I thought Pat Riley was going to be a Hollywood pass since he was the coach of the Lakers at some point. So I was hunting I for that one. Oh, no, I didn't say that that was with trivia. Someone else said that. Oh, God damn it. I got to admit, my inner Mikey did come out. Like, I really just didn't want to be in a tiebreaker with Brett at all costs. I'm, well, I'm not, also, I'm not good not at trivia. Confident. If you're not confident in the category, you're not going to choose the most points because it's going to be the harder question. And then you're going to look even dumber. Right. Well, either way, it's destroyed Brett's confidence. And <laughs> I've never it's seen Pat, a from a podcast so quickly. You even made a folder and dipped. That's the funny part. You made the folder. So he wouldn't made even... the folder. He's like, I'm not quitting. and I'm still going to be a productive member of the pod, but I'm fucking out of here. for now. <laughs> He's going to be stewing on this for a while, Josh. Yeah, he's going to come back at me with like a 
PowerPoint about all this in like two days. <laughs> what do you guys think he was going to choose? A movie he really, really likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, can I just say something? Yes. This is a yes dog just because it educated y'all mofos on ween. Hopefully you can get into it. Yes dog. For the stats. Whoever's whoever's editing that, put it at the end, please. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Yes for the ween. So it's a yes dog in the stats, Josh, just to confirm. Just a soft yes. You're taking the minutes, right, Pap? Stats matter. (laughs) Soft yes, then.